Hello. Okay, so we're about to tell you a ghosty murder story. Ghosty murder. And during this recording, Claire and I hadn't seen each other for like over a week, and we had a lot of chattiness to get out of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So this episode is incredibly long. But if you want to learn about ghosts and murder listen to it it's two hours I hope you enjoy it but we did want to do a disclaimer just in case you didn't realize how long it was when you clicked on this episode and you only have 30 minutes yeah because ours are usually 25 to 30 minutes (laughs) that's a lie they're usually like an hour yes but this one's two (laughs) so so sorry not really (laughs) (laughs) on to the ghosty murder ghosty murder Hi, I'm Randy, and I'm Claire, and you're listening to Killer Vibes, a true crime podcast. Okay, jumping on in. Let's go. So today we're going to talk about somebody whose name is Ronald DeFeo, and he goes by Ronnie. So Ronnie was born in Brooklyn on September 26, 1951. He's the oldest of five children. His mom's dad owns a Buick dealership in Brooklyn, and his dad works at the Buick dealership. He's like second in command, and he's a really good car salesperson, so he has quite a bit of money. So they work in Brooklyn, but they live at 112 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, Long Island. (gasps) I know what this is. Is this the Amityville horror thing? This is the real story behind the Amityville horror. (gasps) Yes. Also, I don't know if I said this on this podcast before, but I feel like it sounds like I'm saying whore when I say horror. Horror. And that's a really rude word, so I'm sorry if it sounds like that. It's not what she's really (laughs) saying. Horror. 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 You know people say it like that? Horror. horror. Like really proper. Horror. Horror. Or you could say horror. I say horror. 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 <laughs> exactly. Okay. Add an element of, of scaring at the end. Horror. Horror. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh my gosh. Okay. Side note before we get started. Mm-hmm. I've told Claire this, but... I grew up in a town where there was literally nothing to do. So one summer in middle school, me and my best friend, (laughs) Natalie, watched every horror film in Blockbuster. And we called them Fright Nights. And we did them like every night for a whole summer. So I've seen pretty much every horror film that existed by like 2013 or whatever year that was. (laughs) So I have a deep love for scary movies. And I actually feel like it might have contributed to my love for true, true crime, crime is I've always just been into creepy stuff. Absolutely. That's probably, probably one part factor. of it. I think everyone, every yeah. true crime buff probably loves scary movies also. Oh, yeah. Everybody has a favorite scary movie. But this one, the original Amityville Horror, was one of my favorite scary movies. And I, I've seen it like a thousand times. And I've seen the new one a couple times, but... We'll get to that later. I have opinions. (laughs) Ooh, I'm so excited to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so back to the story. When Ronnie was a teenager, he started acting out and being really aggressive and really violent. And there are a couple of things that could have caused this. So Ronnie was bullied pretty severely. That could have caused it. Also, his dad was a really domineering, aggressive type dad. So watching that could have caused him to think it was acceptable behavior or perhaps maybe an undiagnosed mental illness or something more sinister. And I think y'all know where this is going. It's going to be sinister. Maybe. Ghosty ghosts? 
Yes. Demons. Demons and ghosts. Demons. A whole a whole <laughs> lot of stuff. So many things. I'm so or, excited. Or nothing. But we'll get to it. Or Satan. Oh my god, Satan. Satan doesn't come into this story. Ah, damn it. Satan's our friend. We have done not too really. much Satan. Yeah. A lot of Satan. <laughs> Satan's not in this, but there are ghosts and demons. So Okay. Okay, so when he was 17, his violence got pretty severe, so his parents made him see a psychiatrist. This didn't work because he denied needing help at all. He was not receptive to anything that was happening. So Angsty teen, yeah. Angsty teen that was, like, being really aggressive, like, un- uncontrollably <laughs> aggressive. Yeah. angsty. So... Because this didn't work and because his parents were genuinely concerned about his behavior, they started to incentivize him to stop acting that way by buying him things and giving him money. See, that's going to even make him more rebellious because he's like, well, I get money if I do bad stuff. So it's just a that's just bad. I know. And I kind of feel for them because I feel like they didn't really know what else to do and they were trying to make him stop being ridiculous. Mm hmm. But not a great idea in yeah, hindsight. No, absolutely not. If Dr. Phil had existed back then, I would have made them go on Dr. Phil. Yeah, that would have been helpful. So helpful. That would have been much better than this. Yeah, you've seen so many success stories out of Dr. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> so Ronnie got a job at the dealership that his grandpa owned, and he got paid as if he were an experienced salesperson but he wasn't expected to do anything. Like, he would sometimes show up, he sometimes wouldn't, and he got paid nonetheless. So mm. he had a lot of money for a 17-year-old. Which and, is another bad thing, because you can buy stuff with that. Yeah. Like, dangerous <laughs> stuff. Like, dangerous stuff. Like, you know, knives and stuff, you know? I mean, knives aren't that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if but you guns, have guns, guns. Guns are expensive. And we'll get to it. We'll get to the guns. Oh, God. Okay. So there's them giving him money for not doing anything. And then there is... Oh, my God. I think I remember what this is. Okay, sorry. (laughs) What? I I think I remember what happens. Okay. Do you? I think so. You've never seen this movie. You reject talking about this to me every time I try to bring it up. So I don't (laughs) think you should be pointing your finger over here. (laughs) I won't make any assumptions. How many times have I asked you to watch this movie with me? So many times that I always reject it. (laughs) Because I always think about the Ryan Reynolds one and the little girl on the roof and and like... That one's not a good movie and we'll talk about it. That's what I've heard. Okay, well, continue. I'll see if my hunch is correct. Okay. So they also buy him... A $14,000 speedboat. A boat? A boat. Because the Amityville house is backed up to a lake and a canal, and it would be fun to have a speedboat. Maybe like a family speedboat. Yeah. Not like a just-for-your-17-year-old speedboat. Kind of weird. Your angsty, aggressive 17-year-old. Goodness. So eventually he starts... He gets expelled from school, so he's not going to school. And he uses all of this money, as you suspected, to buy guns and drugs. So he starts regularly using heroin, which I'm pretty sure wasn't even a big thing in in the 1970s. Probably not. I mean, I feel like cocaine was bigger in the 70s and 80s. I feel like it definitely was not a big thing. And then also, what was a big thing was LSD. But I'm not not really worried about a 17-year-old doing LSD because it's not addictive it's just a fun it's a hallucinogen thing yeah but like that's concerning because um heroin isn't a gateway drug you have to work your way up to heroin so or you just randomly start using yeah, heroin it's just dangerous for your body and 
like nothing that I read said that there was any other drugs he did. So I feel like so he, he was just, just like, I think I'll into start heroin. with heroin. Oh my God. <clears throat> and okay. LSD. No, that's not the right path <laughs> for drugs. <laughs> just <clears throat> don't, sorry, do, gross. don't do drugs. Dare. Don't. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what it is. What's the acronym for that? <laughs> for dare. Do you know what that is? Don't you dare do drugs. <laughs> I don't know. I forget. I kind of thought I almost said drop everything and read, but that's dear. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember dear? Did you have dear? <laughs> that's not right. Okay. The solution to drugs. No acronym and read. Acronyms are really not a good idea to help people not do drugs. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe like therapy? Therapy, rehabilitation. <laughs> Something. Positive enforcement, not an acronym. <laughs> that no one even remembers. <laughs> yeah, right. Wasn't even effective. We don't I remember know. what it was. I do not remember what it is. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> you might be thinking that this kid is just a spoiled, annoying person mm-hmm. and there's nothing actually wrong with him that he's just being, a it's just brat. a product of his upbringing or whatever. Yeah. But there are some things that are, pretty indicative of, like I said, either a severe mental health problem or ghosts. <laughs> Obviously, it's ghosts. You don't even have to tell me about the mental health. Ghosts. Yes, That's ghosts. what it is. And also, <laughs> before we fully get into ghosts, I would like to make the observation that this ghost story could be a total fabrication to make what he did okay. Yeah. We're not saying that. He did something really awful in mm-hmm. Ghosts or Not. It's terrible. But, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to talk about ghosts? I know, but, like, the ghosts are cool. They are. Mm. Oh, my God. Okay. So, once he <laughs> threatened his very good friend with a rifle, and then later that day kind of acted like nothing happened and kind of forgot that it happened. Like, as if it completely didn't happen. He wasn't... He, like, literally was like, I, I'm going to kill you. And then a couple hours later, like, was I acting totally normal. That. So that's really weird. Why was he still hanging out with him a couple hours later after that? I would have been out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, bye. We're not friends anymore. Never coming over again. <laughs> That'd probably be a good idea. Probably. And then more concerning, he once attempted to shoot his father with a shotgun and the only reason that he did not is the gun malfunctioned. So he pulled the trigger. Oh my God. When and it did was this like, happen? When, like when he was 17, 18? Yeah, when he was a teenager. Oh shit, that's stressful. And on another occasion, he threatened to kill his father because this is a funny story, I think. So, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> at the dealership, his father starts giving him more responsibilities. And one of them is to take cash to the bank to deposit it. So one day, his family at the dealership gives him $20,000 to take to the bank. And he makes this plan with his friend to do a fake robbery. So his friend would rob him on the way to the bank, and then they would split the money. Oh, they get caught like a weird because heist. that's a stupid idea. Yeah, that's really dumb. <laughs> and they might have gotten away with it because no one was really suspecting him once the police got involved. But he was refused to do a lineup. 
um, like a photo lineup. He refused to cooperate. He was getting really angry at the police, and they were like, "Hmm, why would you be acting that way?" Yeah, you just got robbed. Maybe Wouldn't it's you want because you did to it. Be served? Yes, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. So his father started to su- started to suspect he did it as well, mm-hmm. and that's when he was like, "If you tell anyone, I will kill you." And I think his father believed him because he almost tried to kill him. Yeah. Because remember that one time? Yeah, I do. I remember that. So that's not great. No. Then, the fateful night of November 13th, 1974. Oh my God, was it a Friday? Friday the 13th. I don't think so. I feel like people would have said that. Yeah. Yeah, they probably would have like made that into a nice headline. (laughs) Yes. Friday the 13th. Murder, Friday the 13th. Yeah. I mean, I would have. Any good journalist would have. (laughs) It's a good headline. (laughs) Catchy, grabby. It's good. It is a cliche, though. So So that's not good journalistic practice. Yeah, no. As my previous editor, you would have been like, this isn't a good choice. It's like, this is bad. Say it better. Like, do a better job. (laughs) I hate cliches. (laughs) I use them a lot when talking, but when writing, I think that they are, it's lazy writing. Yes. Well, you freaked me out. Well, you didn't freak me out, but like, I was afraid that I used too many cliches. You in use the a first lot of article. cliches. I do. I do. And um, that's you because... only did. It's, it's really hard not to yeah, in especially... journalistic writing. Yes. Because you fall into what you read, and mm-hmm. a lot of journalists do use cliches. So it's not bad writing. It's just like you, if you sit down and think of a better way to say it, your writing will be much better. Absolutely, and it'll be more genuine as mm-hmm. well because then it's your own language coming through on the page. As compared to, like, someone else's colloquialisms. I do remember highlighting them, though, and I was really aggressive. But it's once I told you not to, you stopped doing it really quickly. It's just, like, you don't notice it until Mm -hmm. someone points it out. Yeah, and reviews are always hard, too. because Uh, They are, because you just want to copy other people's opinions. Because it sounds good. They're cliches because they're good phrases. Because they're clever. Anyway, journalism. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so on this night... All of Ronnie's anger and odd behavior comes to fruition. At 3 a.m., he loads his 35 caliber Marlin rifle, walks into his parents' room, shoots both of them in the back twice with his rifle, hmm. then walks into the next room where his two little brothers were sleeping, does the same thing to them, then walks into his little sister's room, there's like two, he has two little sisters, and does the same thing to them. And then he cleans himself up, shaves his beard, gets ready for work, goes to work super early, and acts like he just couldn't sleep and decided to go to work early without his dad and starts establishing an alibi. Oh, and he dropped his gun and his bloody clothing in a storm drain on the way to work. Oh, my God. Is that what you think was that yes. you thought was going to happen? So, have you seen the second Conjuring movie? Yes, that opens with this scene. I'll tell you about the Conjuring later. Okay, <laughs> yes. there's a connection. <laughs> the Conjuring two is not about Amityville horror, but no. there is a connection to Amityville Amityville horror in this movie. Yeah, because I remember the scene where like they make Lorraine Warren become him, and she's like using Shh. the sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, that's terrifying. I know. And his siblings were so much younger. Like they yes, were. Yes, he was like a lot children. older. Yeah, they were yes. all children, and he was, I think, 18 when he did this. Yes. Oh my God. 
Okay, so at work, he's establishing his alibi with literally anyone he can get talked to. Of course. And he was like, wow, I don't know where my dad is. It's so odd that he's not here and I haven't heard from him. And they're like, it's odd that you're here so early. He's like, well, I just couldn't sleep. I was up watching TV and I, I just couldn't sleep. So I decided to come into work early and I don't know where my dad is. And he was acting like that all day. So then at <laughs> noon, he probably said that exact thing. He's like, I don't know yeah. where my dad With his is. hand on his hip. hip. And exactly he's just like, like, like yeah, that. Yeah. With a hip pop. Like, I don't know. Where could he be? <laughs> With his Starbucks in hand. <laughs> that is what I just said. <laughs> so then at noon, he's like, I'm bored and I'm going to leave, which apparently was a normal thing. He just didn't do anything and he goes to his favorite bar in Amityville where he always hung out and continues to establish his alibi they're like hey Ronnie what's up and he's like I'm just having a bizarre day I haven't heard from my family my dad didn't show up to work so weird so weird but here I am in this place not at home with a shotgun no why would I do that like I would that is an absurd allegation do that so he does this for like a long time. <laughs> and then in the late afternoon, he says, well, you know, it is really weird that I haven't at least heard from them. So I'm going to go home and check on them. He goes home, I think. I don't, no one really knows if he went home or not. But about 6 p.m., he busts into the bar and he's like, oh, my God, you guys have to come help me. My family's been shot. So Ronnie and all of his friends from the bar... <clears throat> Sorry, I have to cough a lot today for some reason. Okay. They run <laughs> to his house. They see some dead bodies. I don't think they looked at all of them. I think that they were just like, ooh, yeah. Like, they're oh, all, yeah. People are shot here. Some dead people. Yep. Right there. And then one of his friends calls 911. Sorry, that was like so, <laughs> like, unsensitive. Just like, oh, yeah. dead people. Dead people. <laughs> anyway. Um, it's nothing new. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I, I swear I'm not heartless. I just <laughs> think it would be funny if they're like, oh. Well, we know what happened here. Yep. All right, let's someone got call shot. the police, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do call the police and they arrive and they question Ronnie and they're like, What could have happened? Tell us where you were that night. He tells them the story of I was up late watching TV at about four PM or I mean sorry, four AM. My brother, I saw him go to the restroom. Like everyone was alive at like four. And then I just decided to leave because I was bored and couldn't sleep. So I went to work, didn't hear from them all day, came home to check on them, and they were all dead. And they're like, Okay, who could have done this? And he said it probably would be this mob hitman named Fellini is his last name. Hang on, let me find his first name. A mob hitman. A mob hitman. I mean, what is your name, Mob Hitman? Louis Fellini. Louis Fellini. And there's speculation that the DeFeo family was involved in the mob as well, like the Italian mob. And this could explain why they had so much money. I mean, they did work at a Buick dealership, but it was just the dad working and... And they were just salesmen, right? Well... His so his the dad's father in law owned, owned it. it. So okay. I mean they probably did get more money than just your average salesman. But it is the Amityville house, if you've seen it, is a beautiful like giant house. There's a boat house, there's like a it's on a lake, it's it's beautiful mm-hmm. and probably really expensive. Yeah. And it's in Long Island and they work in Brooklyn. Like Yeah, it's 
that's a, you. I mean, and it's a lot of, they have a lot of kids. So that could explain why they had so much money, but that's not a fact that they were involved in the yeah, mob. Right. So not going to say it is, but so yeah. So Allegedly. This is his, yeah. His story is that Fellini had some business, like a grudge against the DeFeo family from some business with the dealership that w- some weird stuff happened and mm. th- he's like mad at the family. So he instantly says this name. It makes sense because, I mean, it makes sense. It's a good story. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, it would be convincing if I didn't know that he shot them. Right. It (laughs) would be, yeah. So they take Ronnie into protective custody because they think that this mob hitman is trying to kill his whole family. Of course. And did you hear that? (laughs) Yes. That's from Chugging My Coffee. So, here, backstory, Randy got a grande <laughs> coffee, and they gave her a venti, and when she walked into the studio, she's like, would it be bad? Do I have to drink all of this? Like, would it be bad if I didn't? I feel wasteful. And now she's chugging it. And then <laughs> and now she's coughing. That was something and weird happening like, to my body. Well, I had a coffee at home, because I always mm-hmm. have morning coffee, coffee when I get ready. Yeah. And then they gave me a venti. Oh, I also, I also talked to the barista about our podcast, and that might have been oh why she gosh, gave me probably. a venti. Because she was telling like, me that she liked lore, and I was like, ooh, if you like lore, not that love anything podcast. is similar about it, but... Not really, but... <laughs> I mean, if you like, I like lore, lore, you might like true crime. Yeah. Yeah, because lore has a lot of... It has some murder in there. It has mysterious lighthouse episode. Yeah, One it of has them, yeah. some stuff that we do, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. It's immensely more popular but but like we're okay this is we're not jealous we're doing this for us it's really fun honestly if no one listened we would still be doing this absolutely 100 percent. because but if you are listening write us a written review so that other people will know about it yeah thank you okay (laughs) okay so protective custody my body's done making weird sounds okay they put him into protective custody and then the investigation ensues and his story falls apart Yes. First, and most significantly, they start looking at the bodies, and they determine that the time of death would be between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m., which would put Ronnie in the home according to his own story. Exactly. So he's already dug himself a hole. Why wouldn't you just say, I wasn't home that night? Yeah, like... You dumb idiot. Exactly. (laughs) Like, I went on a drinking binge or something. Dumb idiot. Dumb That's bad writing. (laughs) That's bad. (laughs) whatever they're Um, synonyms continue yeah not a good story and then the other thing is that they find (laughs) so stupid (laughs) they find a recently purchased 35 caliber marlin rifle like the box that it came in in his bedroom Oh, my God. Which is so stupid that it might support the the theory or the legend that something had taken him over. because that's supernatural. So obviously stupid. Yes, because he had gone to such great lengths to cover his ass with his alibi. And despite the fact that he miscalculated that you can tell when time of death is almost to the half hour, at least now anyway. But um, that's a dumb choice. Yeah. That's interesting. What the heck? Ghost. So, it was a ghost. It was a ghost. Obviously. Duh. I am 100% convinced on this one piece of evidence. The Suffolk County Police really need to update their investigative practices yes. because this is clearly a ghost. Clearly. So they need the ghost busters. Oh my God. Get them put... in here. I ain't afraid of no ghost. Me neither. 
<laughs> I'm afraid no, no ghosts. Ghost. I love that part of the song because it's, no, no, it's no, just no, so no. like you accused him of being afraid of a ghost. And he was like, yeah. I'm afraid, afraid of no ghost. ghost. How dare How you? Dare you? Yeah. <laughs> I love that part. Um, okay. So they go back to Ronnie and they're like, they wake him up. He's like asleep in the police station. Mm-hmm. And he's like, did you find any evidence? Like what happened to my family? Mm. And being all fake distraught. All so dramatic. And they're like, yeah, we did find some evidence, Ronnie. And it's pretty much implicating you. So <laughs> so what's up with that? And he changes his story. And I'm going to give him props to this. This is some quick thinking. And Ooh. it's not a terrible lie, but it's clever if, enough. If he had said it with like enough confidence, I think it, it might have worked. So he said, okay, you're right. The Fellini family came to our house and I saw them. The uh, Louis Fellini and an accomplice broke into our house. I was watching TV and I was awake. So they threatened me with a gun and they walked me room to room as they shot my entire family. Oh, shit. See, that would be convincing. That's not a bad lie. That's not a bad like, lie. Because, like, they left him to suffer. They, yes. I mean. It's a mob hit. Yeah. They're psychological assholes. Right? They left one guy to have his, seen his whole family murdered yeah, and yeah, have yeah. to live with that. Yeah, because they mm-hmm. had beef specifically with Ronnie. And he didn't want to be implicated in all of it because of the situation. Oh, that's clever. I thought it was pretty clever, too. Yes. Quick thinking. But did he say it in a way that was, like, weird or something? Either that or this police detective or whatever whoever was talking to him saw right through it somehow and was like that's not really what happened is it and he was like you're right and this is what he says okay once I started I just couldn't stop it went so fast (gasps) oh oh my god oh my god see that's someone who's like aware but also out and like doesn't have control mm-hmm. ghost it was a ghost okay or he's an asshole and killed his whole family because yes. he's annoying but or he has a mental could be a ghost problem like a ghost <laughs> like a ghost <laughs> okay okay so on november 21st 1975 a jury found Ronnie guilty on six counts of second-degree murder despite his attorney's attempt at an insanity defense which I mean, plausible. Yeah. Or ghost. Or ghost. They should have done the ghost defense. What's wrong with them? Have they not heard of that before? Have they never seen the exorcism of Emily Rose? Uh, Clearly not. So testimony supporting the insanity defense included Ronnie saying that voices in the house told him to murder his family. Hmm. The ghosts? As well as an expert testimony that he was neurotic and sociopathic. And this is a fun fact. His defense attorney hired Dr. Daniel Schwartz as their expert witness, and he was also an expert witness in the Son of Sam trial mm. and Mark David Chapman's trial. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Despite this, though, Ronnie was sentenced to six consecutive life sentences at the Greenhaven Correctional Facility in Beekman, New York, and he still is incarcerated. All of his... Um, parole hearings have been denied, so obviously he's chilling in prison. <laughs> so let's revisit those voices in Ronnie's mm-hmm. head. Like we said, this could have been a product of mental illness. 
It could have been fabricated to garner sympathy for his gruesome crime. Mm-hmm. Or it could have been real. Or it could have been literal demons and ghosts. And that's what we're going to talk about on this episode. Because Please, that's fun. I want to do that. Okay. We always talk about mental stuff. I want to talk about ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... He said there were voices in the house telling him to kill his family, and this is a theme that we'll run into our next family as well. So to discuss the kind of legend in this area that brings about this ghost story that both families have a connection to. I'm so excited. Okay. So in 1937-ish... I appreciate that. (laughs) An English man named John Underhill murdered 1,600 Native Americans in Long Island. That is so many. So many. Over a pretty short period of time. So He single-handedly did this? No, no, no. He led a group of men, but apparently the Dutch were trying to do it, and they... Like, didn't think that they could handle the amount of Native Americans, so they call in this asshole, John Underhill, who is, like, apparently amazing at murdering, at committing genocide. So good. So they're like, Underhill. They're like, hey, get in here. Yeah. Let's let's do this. Let's kill these people. They do that. That is a fact. That definitely happened. Mm -hmm. But the legendy part of this is that apparently Underhill and his men piled all of the bodies in a single mound, and the land surrounding that mound was stained red for 50 years. Ooh. So, the the story goes that the vengeful Native Americans haunted the Amityville home, compelling Ronnie to murder his family. I believe this 100%. <laughs> I, th- this is what happened. This Okay, continue. Okay, so... We have a Native American burial ground. Mm-hmm. We have a haunted house in right. New York State. Uh huh. Ringing any bells, Claire? Why, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently, we just watched The Poltergeist, and I had never seen it before, and it has like the same plot. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, I was like, are you sure this is Amityville? Uh, this sounds really This is similar exactly the story of To another story I know. <laughs> With a pool of dead bodies. So the most interesting thing I learned that I did not know in researching for this, the house that inspired Poltergeist and the house that inspired the Amityville horror in real life are five miles apart from each other. That's not real. That's real. That is a oh fact. my god. Oh my god. Oh my I, this is real. He was possessed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god, ghosts. Ghosts. I so, love this. While we're on the topic of ghosts, we must discuss how annoying Hollywood is. Because if this is real, like if there's proof, which there's no proof of ghosts Mm-mm. yet. But if there's proof that a Native American burial ground is literally haunting your house, if you can show me proof of that, I'll be like, hell yeah, that's cool. It's like neat. But Hollywood just consistently makes films where Native Americans are the villain ghosts. And yeah. it's pretty racist. It's a little racist. And You're totally maybe right. Maybe let's get more creative. Yeah, let's do something else. Yeah, like, like Poltergeist, Amityville Horror, recently... I was trying to think of the most recent one I've seen, and I think it's Winchester that came out a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. Well, that one is, um, 
They're yeah. all historically rooted, but yes. it's all... I mean, okay, you could literally take any haunted house in America and argue that it's Native American burial grounds. Because yeah. there's just slaughtered Native Americans all over our country. Yeah, because they literally lived here. We committed genocide, we people. Killed them. So, I mean, that could be an argument for any haunted house, and it's really unoriginal. I agree. I would like something newer, something a little bit juicier. That's not offensive to an entire group of people. Yeah. And also, the other thing is, like, Victorian ghosts. Those are, I mean, like, you know, you it's never unoriginal. see. unoriginal. Yeah, you never Let's... see, like, a ghost walking around singing, like, Britney Spears. You know what I mean? That's like, more realistic. Nothing, exactly. I want to see a 90s ghost. I do, too. Yeah. Someone with a choker and, like, glow stick. Yeah. yeah. And glow stick things. Yeah. Maybe some with silly bands. Like I would love that. I feel like that's almost more believable because their yeah. energy would be more recent than Absolutely. They'd be more than legit. hundreds of than the sixteen hundreds. I know. <laughs> or maybe maybe it goes the other way and they actually get stronger over time. I don't know. Mm. We don't know about ghosts, but Yeah, maybe like newer ghosts are still trying to figure out what's going yeah, on. Like, what, where am I? Like, I don't know what's happening. Oh my god, just like a confused person walking. <laughs> yeah, around. I'd be like uh, like not scary at all because they're just like, like why can't they where, see what am me? I doing yeah and then the Victorian ghosts are like they're let like me growling teach you at how to you do. They're like, and yeah. putting chairs on tables and yeah. opening cabinets and so such. rude by the way like stop doing that so yeah I mean we have to discuss that if we're going to discuss a Native American mm-hmm. ghost story we've got to point out how racist it is yes but, but this is a legit actual burial ground. This is a legit burial ground. So I'm like, maybe? I don't know. I but mean, like, <laughs> I Native Americans can be ghosts, too. And you know? honestly, they have good reason to be mad at a white family Absolutely. living on their land. So maybe it, maybe it's real. But yeah. I feel like Poltergeist and Amityville Horror are the oldest ones I can think of. So I'm pretty sure just everything after that is just taking that and making it a trope. And it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other ones don't seem as legit as these two stories specifically. Right, because these have real people that were like, yeah, our houses were haunted. Yes. <laughs> but we'll get into a little bit of the, it's not, I don't I don't want to use the word inconsistency, but there's a lot going on in this Amityville house of haunting stuff that it's almost like, oh, too much. So it's like centuries of dead people. We will talk about it, but there are some other weird coincidences in this house that could support Ronnie having been possessed or haunted. So tell me everything. I'm going to have so many nightmares. I'm so ready. Let's go. Okay. The, all of the bodies, all of his family's bodies were laying on their stomachs. Oh my God. I was going to make a comment about that because you said that everybody got shot in the back and I thought that was really interesting. And none of them woke up. There was, there's signs that the mom and the older sister were perhaps awake when they were murdered, but they were still laying on their stomachs. So how the heck, Yeah, especially if you're the sister, because you're in the third room, this took Mm -hmm. 15 minutes. How are you not waking up? Yeah. And he's firing a shotgun. A shotgun. That's the second point. This shotgun could be heard over a mile away and nobody heard it. it. No neighbors. And this house is on, it's kind of like, like I grew up in these types of neighborhoods where it's like a little bit of land, Mm -hmm. but you can see your neighbor's houses. So, like, somebody should have heard it. And after canvassing the neighborhood, nobody heard shotguns. And there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight shots fired. Oh, my God. Yeah, because two in each of his parents' backs and then one in all of his siblings. So, like, what the heck? How does no one hear that? And how how are they compelled to stay laying on their stomachs? Yeah, what? Because it's not like he had a silencer or anything like that. They never found a silencer. So 
Yeah, and he's pretty stupid, so I don't know where he would, yeah, how he would get rid of a silencer. And I've never, and I may not even be right about this, but I've never heard of a silencer for a shotgun. There are silencers for shotguns, but they never found one. Okay, okay. Mm, I don't like it because it's a ghost. Because it's a ghost. The ghost silenced and it. There are some plausible scenarios. Like if you think of maybe the maybe he shot his parents and then ran into his siblings' rooms and we're like, okay, you guys have to like, like, like hi- play like, dead. But like, Somebody's why, in the house. Why would they like not hide? Yeah, exactly. That's it's like so don't weird. just lay down on your bed. That's like the most obvious place you could be in the middle of the night. It's just really. Confusing and weird. So, and there was no evidence that he moved the bodies. So, ghosts. Obviously. Okay. Now, in December of 1975, just 13 months after the DeFeo family is murdered, Mm -hmm. the Lutz family bought the Amityville house at 112 Ocean Avenue for the bargain price of $80,000. Holy Like, God. I would have bought it, too, to be honest. Seriously. <laughs> it's a beautiful house. There's a little bit of land. There's a, yes. a boathouse. It's against an, a lake. $80,000. $80,000. Then, oh, my God. That's an incredibly good deal. Yes. So the realtor told them about the DeFeo family murder because they of weren't course. from Long Island. And they talked about it, and they discussed it with their family, and they were mm-hmm. like, you know what? We're fine with it. It's like $80,000. We'll sage the house. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I would, too. Yes. I would buy this house. Would you? Absolutely. Knowing that and then a I lot would, of people were yeah. murdered in it, and, and I'd whole put family. cameras around the house. And then, yeah, well, I just think that if there were ghosts, like, what are they going to do? I don't I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're not mad at you specifically, I no, don't think. I don't think so. And if they did, you could always just move out. Yeah, exactly. At least not the DeFeo family would be mad at the. Yeah, and I don't think they knew about the Native American ghost stuff because I don't right. think that came out until later. Like, sure. Ronnie, I don't think Ronnie was saying it was Native American ghosts. I think that was a discovery made later. Mm-hmm. that After his claims of voices. Yeah, so. Hmm. Who knows? But they buy it, they move in, and it is Kathy and George and their three children. Um, well, George is actually the stepdad. Okay. Um, Kathy's husband died. So the like I said, they the realtor told them that it had this family murder in it just a couple months prior. So they get a priest to come bless the house while they're moving in. Like they are unpacking and Father Ray is doing his thing around the house. I appreciate that. Yes. So when he's in one of the rooms, he Mm. hears a deep voice. Oh, God. Just pleasantly asking him to get out. (laughs) Uh, Like, get out. Pleasantly. Do do your ghost voice. (laughs) Get out. Like, get out. Like that. Get Get out. Get out. And he was like, okay, goodbye. (laughs) Like, I will will get out. It's like, thank you for having me. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) So later, he he kind of just like leaves in a rush, and they're like, okay. And why wouldn't he say? Did he not say anything to these this poor family about it? No, because he a ghost just told him to get out. What are you gonna do? Um, you're gonna say we need to leave, all of us. Okay, a, well he didn't. He did not do that. That's rude. And he he did later call them when he got. He might have been like. I'm hearing things. Like, I don't know. He could have just been yeah. freaked out because he knew the DeFeo family. It, it, like, he, he could have just been like, I'm being ridiculous. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to leave. Just, yeah. 
I'll come so back later. he later decides to call them and tell them about this and says, don't go into that room. Yeah. And Which room is it? The parents' room? I believe so. Okay. And they were going to make it a sewing room. So it's not like it was going to be a bedroom. But, mm-hmm. oh, also, forgot to tell you this. Okay. When they bought the house, they paid an extra $400 to keep all of the DeFeo's furniture. Nope. No, thank you. Absolutely not. That I draw, that the, I draw the line absolutely there. Absolutely not what's going to happen. <laughs> no. You go out and you burn it in the backyard. Where <laughs> you demand that it gets taken out before you yes, move it in. What the absolutely. Heck? Why would... Especially since they know that people like died in those beds and stuff. I mean, like, I don't know if it was the beds that they kept because that would be well, obviously not probably the mattresses, but like, but like the maybe bed the frames. bed frame, yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. I mean, I would just not do that, you know. But they did. They really are not afraid of ghosts. Clearly they afraid not. Of ghosts. Sorry, I forgot it for a second that I remember. You got you got around to it. Thank you. That was good. Um. Okay. So. When Father Ray calls the Defe- or not the Defe- the Lutz family to tell mm-hmm. them about this occasion, the phone is like crackling and breaking up the whole time. Yeah, because ghosty Cause ghosts, ghosts are interfering. Yes, clearly, it's like they want the Lutz family to stay, but they didn't want the house to be blessed. Right. Because, yeah, obviously, you're yeah. a ghost. You're bored. You want to haunt people. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I would want to do. I'd be like, I'm sorry, this is my hobby. Could you not bless? You're this house? interfering with my please, because then I have to spend a thousand years not haunting people. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> okay, so then this is where it gets a little weird, and I'll have you explain what this is. Okay. <laughs> the priest begins to develop a fever and stigmata. Oh, what? Stigmata? Okay. Which I, isn't that for, like, yeah, so, uh, saints? Yeah, okay, so, <laughs> so like, here's what? the story. So stigmata, the most famous person who had stigmata was St. Francis of Assisi, and he received it. Um, it's technically considered to be a blessing, and what it is is so, like, you why receive— why would demons give it to you? Exactly. So you receive the wounds that Christ received when he was crucified. So, um, and, uh, oh, God, the most recent person who had it was— uh, St. Padre Pio, who is from Mexico. And I actually know a person who has one of Padre, Padre Pio's Bibles, and it's covered in blood because he had stigmata, because he had the wounds in his hands. Um, yeah, that's gross. I'm not sure of the legitimacy of stigmata, but Padre Pio was a missionary. He was a wonderful human being. Um, he, The reason why he was canonized as a saint is because of all of his work and his the miracles that he performed again i'm skeptical of miracles because there are a lot of them that were actually fabricated um but padre pio is someone that i actually respect as a human being um but yeah so it's basically where you have the holes in your hand the cut the slit in your chest and then the holes in your feet and yes it's usually associated with people who are blessed so it's weird. It's so it's weird that a that. demon would give that to yeah, him. Yeah, that would not happen. Unless they were just like, this and then is the, funny. they were mocking it. Yeah, like this yeah. is hilarious. It's like, let me put you through some pain. <laughs> yes. Honestly, that's like not a blessing. Like we're gonna get blood all over all your stuff and give you wounds. Yeah. Like that's kind of rude. Yeah, it is rude. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that, but yeah, that that's really interesting. Okay, is what they say happened. Yeah. Okay. The Lutz family lives in the Amityville home for a short 28 days. That, yeah. <laughs> Which is also the name of another horror movie, 28, 28 Days Later. Days. It's not. about zombies, though. <gasps> Ooh, zombies. So let me just tell you a couple of the things. I didn't, I'm not going to pull out every single haunting occasion that occurred, but these are the ones from the book 
that I think are just, like, creepy. Mm -hmm. So their house was, like, full of flies all the time, but it was winter. And it was, like, full of tons of flies. And there wasn't, like, any reason for it. So that was really weird. That is weird. Apparently, like, a bunch of flies attacked the priest when he was in that room. And there's a really dramatic scene about it in the movie. But I don't know if that's real, but I do know... Or I don't know. I wasn't there. But they say they had just a lot of flies in their, in their house, which wouldn't really happen in December and January. Yeah, no. And it's actually interesting. If they're moth- mocking Catholicism, um, flies and vermin are usually associated with the seven plagues of Egypt. And they would probably be doing something like Ooh. that. Um, it was because like flies, I think it was flies or fleas or something uh, or locusts. That's what it was. It was locusts was one of the seven plagues that... God put upon the Pharaoh or whatever to set the people free. You know, Moses. <laughs> I, I don't know, but that's cool. Yeah. Have you seen The Prince of Egypt? No. That movie is dope. Okay. That doesn't sound entertaining No, at all. it is so good. It is actually like the musical score won Oscars and Grammys and stuff. It's excellent. And it's an animated film. And it's from my childhood. And everyone should see it because it's really good. <laughs> Like, screw the religious aspect. That fucking soundtrack is so good. <laughs> it's going to be a musical on the West End in England. Oh, my God. Did you see that they're making yes, Bob yes, the yes, girl from North yes, Country? Yes, 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 yes. Show? Oh, my God. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's probably going to take mm-hmm. over the theater that um, prom is currently at right now. I think now. it is. I think it was, like, the Belco or something. Bel- yeah, 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 yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Something. But anyway, Locust. No one knows what we said because we just yelled at each other. I know. Oh, my God. Broadway. It's fine. They don't need okay. to. Okay. Okay. Exactly. So. Also, sorry. Pause one second. I don't think I'm going to go to class because I don't want to. Claire. <laughs> 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 because, like, it's already 1247 and I have class at two and then we still have to do mine. And I feel like mine's going to be kind of long, too. I mean, if you don't want to go to class, you don't have to go. Yeah. It's your decision. You're paying for it. Do whatever you want. I know. I have two unexcused absences. Use one. I'll use this one. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. We're leaving that in. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, sorry. I have class at 2 o'clock, and I I mean, it's Soch 101. No, not even 101. 100. (laughs) So... It's barely a college course. Yeah. Okay. So we literally, the last class that I had, we talked about how generalizations and stereotypes are different. Why am I here? Not to insult sociology because I love, I I know because I like sociology, but I was like, let's talk about complex things. Honestly, sociology courses, because I have a social minor is every single class is this is functionalism, this is conflict theory, and this mm-hmm. is symbolic interactionism. Yeah. Every single class. And it'll be mm-hmm. like, the first day, they'll be like, let's just go over the basics. And you're like, oh my God, it's I've like, had I this in every single this. class. Yes. And then it's Durkheim, Marx, and Weber. And those are the only three sociologists you talk about, basically. Yeah, apparently. And every professor acts like it's a revelation that they're like, these are the three ones that I think will really help you understand sociology. And you're like, like, so does every other professor. Yeah, it's like, this is, yeah, I mean. I mean, it's kind of interesting to get different people's takes on those sociologists, but yeah, it's generally the same thing in every class. So. Yeah, and we're doing like sociology of imagination right now, and like, I'm just kind of not really, I'm not going. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, continue. Okay, so <laughs> other haunting things. Yeah. This is going to be a long episode. That's fine. I just think the flies are interesting because it really does feel like it's mocking these Catholic things. Yeah, I didn't and even it's know probably, that. That's cool. Yeah, and it's probably because of, and that's not even just a Catholic thing because the Moses is in the Old Testament, so it's also part of um, Jewish tradition and Muslim teachings and stuff like that. So I feel like there were flies in The Haunting in Connecticut. Yes. Yes, there were. I've seen that movie. Okay. <laughs> so flies is a theme. Yes, yeah. For haunting. Yeah, because vermin, it's often associated with discomfort and just like invasion. So, and plus flies have like literally no brain, so you can just control them. That makes sense. So, I okay. Guess. So, yes, yeah, so <laughs> this is where we get into like the kind of weird, like, what is actually haunting this house? Is it a ghost? Is it a demon? Yes, what is it? It seems a little bit more powerful if it can control right? animals. So, yeah. the whole John Underhill or Underwood thing might be totally BS. No, I thought it was Underhill. Underhill? Under, yeah, Underhill. Yeah. Because it's like under the hill, bury the people under the hill. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. why you said that earlier. That is why I said I that earlier. I didn't get it, and so I just moved on. So <laughs> I know, I, didn't I noticed seem that, stupid. and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. That's fine. So, other haunting things. Um, oh Kathy God. had a lot of nightmares about the murders, and then all of her kids started, they didn't do this before, started sleeping on their stomachs. Oh, God. I would be terrified if that started happening right? to my children. Especially, I mean, like, I'm morbid. So if I had moved into a house where a murder had happened, I'd know everything about that murder. Me too. Everything. And so... I'd be kind of excited, honestly. Oh, God, me too. We've talked about this multiple times where we have to go... I lived in a haunted house. You did. You did. Oh, my God. I always forget about that. Shit. And it was really old and creepy. Yes. It was a really beautiful house. It was kind of mm-hmm. the similar Amityville vibe of like this really old, yeah. beautiful, beautiful home, home that just looks haunted. It <laughs> does look very haunted. But it, it looks like one of those older houses from like that has add-ons onto yes. it. Because you, you guys house, added onto it, right? We didn't. But, but it got added onto it. Yeah, it did. And the original structure looks is, so creepy. And the where the haunting stuff took place was is in the OG yeah. house. I only lived in, the, this was my dad's house in Gainesville, Texas when I was growing up. So I only lived there sometimes, mm-hmm. but it was creepy. There were weird yeah. vibes in there and there's tons of stories. People like that visited would have paranormal experiences too. Oh so not God. just like us who lived there. Shit. Ooh. And then people moved in and then moved right back out. Like, yes, like I, right yes, after. you told me And that. it's a beautiful house. Like, there's no it's reason stunning. to leave. Yeah. So. It's a, it would be somebody's dream house. Right? I, you they know, moved like, in and then we were like, peace out, like, like, really quickly. Bye. Yeah. Isn't that creepy? And then it went on to the market for $80,000. <laughs> <laughs> Ginormous And then somebody wrote a book about it. Yes. <laughs> and then made a movie. This is actually my house. <laughs> no. Actually. No, just The kidding. Amityville house, though, literally looks like it has a face. It's really creepy i don't actually think i've seen the amityville Would you house like to absolutely some houses actually do look like they have faces though it's really funny it's like those mail order houses from sears catalogs that have like the same face oh <laughs> <laughs> never mind that's even more terrifying because i was thinking like traditional plantation style but i get but this looks like a fucking barn well, it's in Long Island, um, and know, but like, it kind of has like a that was kind of like a farmy kind of yeah. place. Yeah, it does kind of it does have the shape of a barn, but then it has two windows on the top that look like eyes. 
Yes, and it looks like it has a like the the wraparound porch kind of has like a weird smiley. It does, yes. Mm, and I then don't there's like, like that. a garage behind it, and then there's a boathouse. And oh, I forgot to tell you this. It was called I don't know who named it this, but some owner named it High Hopes. Like named the house and put a sign in front of it, which for some reason just adds to the creepiness. Yeah, I feel like if you name your house, it's gonna be haunted. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, only like rich English people name their houses. Well, a rich English person probably owned this at some point. That's probably true. And named it High Hopes. High Hopes. But that's a dumb name. It is a stupid name. You know what I mean? Like there's other houses, like if you've ever read like a Jane Austen book, there's excellent names like Netherfield and Pemberley and Long. Nope. Longborn, yeah. I like when you go to the lake and people name their boats. Oh, that's cute too. Yeah. The amount of boats I've seen that are named, it's five o'clock somewhere. (laughs) That's that's so stupid. I had a dollar for every time I saw that. See, cliches, guys. (laughs) Randy hates cliches. I use them regularly though. But yeah, people name their boats that so much. Or like... The Claire um, de Lune is one that I've heard often. I have seen that one a few times. That's because... Yeah. It's five o'clock somewhere though. Or Margaritaville. What is... Just what naming it after that? country songs. <laughs> so stupid. Okay, back on track. This episode is going to be ridiculously long. I don't even care. Keep we are going. sorry. Actually, we're not because it's fun. No. Okay, so the dad would wake up at 3.15 every morning, and that was the time that the murders were Took completed. Place. Yikes. It's also, that's th- if they started at 3 a.m., that has to do, that's a similar theme with the exorcism of Emily Rose and mm-hmm. the witching hour. Yeah, and, 3 o'clock. Yeah. If you, you wake up at 3 o'clock, go back to sleep. <laughs> Nothing good is going to happen if you get up. Absolutely. Just yes. for safe measure. Yeah. Especially if you get up at 3, 3, 3, that's something that I've always been terrified of. Really? Oh, yeah. 100%. Because it's like the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Is that what it's? The three? Yeah, it, it's mocking the Trinity. The, is that the Trinity? Mm-hmm. Yes. So go Holy back to sleep. Spirit. Or like turn yeah. on. Did I say ghost? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so like the Holy Ghost, I usually hear Holy Ghost when talking about like Russian Orthodox churches. Okay. But usually we say Holy Spirit. Most of my religious no- religion knowledge is from movies. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I did not pay attention whenever I went to church as yeah, a kid. No. I had to go to Catholic school for nine years. So I like took re- religion exams. That is terrible. I'm so yeah, sorry. It, it wasn't bad because like. It sounds bad. It does. But like they interlaced in this historical aspect of it as well. So I was totally enraptured by it because it was history and intermixed with all this stuff. Because they would also effectively try to prove that these events occurred and they do it well because the research is there because obviously understanding like his, like stories that are associated with the Bible, people are obsessed with proving them. So there's a lot of information that actually says, oh, yeah, there was a huge flood in the Mediterranean. And that's what happened with Noah's Ark. It wasn't the entire fucking world. Like, come on, be real. But like it occurred and there's actually like ruins underground that prove that cities did in fact get engulfed by probably a ginormous tsunami or something like that. So there's things that like are proven and it was really fun to learn about it because you can't just go on faith alone because I don't think that's rational, but (laughs) you know. Interesting. I mean, that sounds boring to be honest that's true so yeah but i would have tests about that really so did yeah. you learn other things as well like how yeah okay so <laughs> no it... i don't know anything about math 
<laughs> no, not that. That's, that sounded rude the way I asked that. Did <laughs> no, you good. have, was was every class centered around religion or did you, it was like mm-hmm. an elective kind of thing? Yeah. So it was just like one of our core curricular classes. So in addition to having like science, math, um, social studies, and like a, I don't know, like English, a music. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'd um, have a religion class. And we'd learn, I mean, like, we have a lot, we had to memorize a lot of prayers. And when we were in second grade, we had to do first communion and first reconciliation. So we had to go to like classes outside of school because you have to go and learn about what that sacrament is. I didn't know that. Is. My brother yes. did that yeah, class. Yeah, yeah, I never got old enough to do that. We like stopped going to church. That's fair. By the time I got old enough yeah, to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And then confirmation is something you do when you're in seventh grade. Um, but yeah. So it was just like an, it was just one of the classes we took. And we'd have, like, little textbooks about it and stuff. It was, you know, it was school. <laughs> it's just part of it. But anyway. Yeah. Sounds like brainwashing to me. I mean, it is. I mean, like, the school itself was. <laughs> I was kidding. Yeah, no, I was being serious. <laughs> it's not brainwashing. It's just kind of like, it's a Catholic school. So you kind of have to learn about Catholicism. <laughs> like, off of that, like. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> I didn't, I mean, I don't, I didn't feel very brainwashed because I never was well, completely. Well, you wouldn't know. No, exactly. Because brainwashing. <laughs> um, but at least like for me, my family was very, they didn't force that stuff onto me and we didn't have to go to church every Sunday or whatever. They were like, make your own choices. So um, that was kind of nice. That is nice. I just think that all churches are as someone, with, as someone with a love for cults, there's yeah. a lot of parallels. Yeah, there's it's true. Anyway, <laughs> that was this a long education about like my education. Seven hours long. That's fine, but whatever. That was interesting, so I don't care. Thanks. I know my life is so fascinating. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, that was actually really nice. It is. <laughs> um. Okay. What did I last tell you about? Oh, the three fifteen thing. Yes, okay. which is terrifying. That is terrifying. Okay, so. Oh, okay, so Kathy would hear the doors and windows opening and closing in that room that the priest went into, mm-hmm. and there was no one in there ever, but she would just hear them opening and closing, and- That's because there's a ghost in there. Yeah. Or a demon. Or a demon, or both, and they're friends. Yes, they're <laughs> hanging out, and they're And that's like, why it's so strong. Yeah, and that's <laughs> why their hauntings are, like, so effective, because yeah. they're like, let's combine moving chairs and mm-hmm. flies. Yes. We'll just freak them out so sufficiently that they'll Dope. move yes. out in 28 days. <laughs> Amazing. That's a new record for them. I bet they were trying to set that record. I bet they were. Yeah. And like the ghosts in the poltergeist house, they were like, well, we got them out in like however many months or years or whatever. And they're like, I bet we can do it in one February month. <laughs> like not even in a leap year. 28, 28 days. 28 days. 28 days. And they did it. They did. They succeeded. Good job. Yeah, I bet they got a prize. I bet the other guys had to buy him drinks or something. Probably. Probably. Anyway. Or at the ghost bar. Or they had to. No, no. I was going to think of something <laughs> funny that a ghost would do, but I couldn't think of anything. No. <laughs> okay, this is really creepy. Okay. And this gets very sensationalized in the movie, and I'm not even mad about it, though, because it is creepy. So George found a hidden room in the basement, like he, no. like behind a wall that wasn't in the blueprints of the home. No. And no. it was painted red. No. And. No, it was not. And. Oh, God. Their dog refused to go into it. Yeah. And I believe dogs. 100%. When it comes to ghosts, dogs and, Cats. like, children. Dogs and cats and children. Cats don't give a shit about anything, so cats I don't really trust a cat. But like, stuff. 
Yes, Ringo stares at things so much and it makes me think there's a ghost. But then I think Ringo would literally care less if a ghost were trying to murder me. So yeah. he would, like, he's not going to help me He'd out. Be like, so dogs and children. Dogs and children, because dogs care. Dogs do care. Yeah, they, they're like human. No. Yeah. Don't go in there. And they're just like, they see things and they're creeped out. And he, this dog would like bark at it and he wouldn't go in. He was like really freaked out by it. So I, oh my there's God. something in that red room that wasn't yes. on the blueprint. Why would it not be on the blueprint? Yeah, that's really interesting, especially since the house is so old. And is the red actually blood? Is the red from the red ground? From those- Red rum? Red- Oh my- Murder? God. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Point of news. I don't know why I breathe so loud. I'm sorry. It kind of freaked me out a little bit. Okay. <laughs> God bless America. God bless. Yes, that's my uh, exclamation when I get terrified. She yelled that in a movie bless theater America. one time. It was yeah. so funny. She yelled God, and then I think she felt bad about it, so she added bless America. Uh, no, I didn't feel bad about it. You I didn't. just like You paused, and then you were like, bless God. America. Bless America. Really loudly. That yeah. was really funny. And, I don't and, know like, why I do that, in but our just local happens. movie theater yes. that's really small is going mm-hmm. independently <laughs> Really and there's like couches in there. There was people in there, there and I'm pretty sure theater. people looked at me after they that. They did. We were being obnoxious that whole time, though. Yep. What was I going to tell you? Um, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> the Shining. They are making a sequel. Yes, Doctor Sleep. Yes. Oh my god. And it's about the son when he grows up. Yeah, it's a book too. It is a book, but they're making. They haven't made. They the haven't mo- made the yeah. movie yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have to do a double feature. Double. Feature picture show. We've made that joke so many times. So many. This I, <clears throat> podcast. There. Yes. A lot of music. You guys, we haven't seen each other for over a week, so, so long. We are really chatty today. Yeah. Anyway, tell me about this red room. Okay, that's it. That's all. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> th- was there anything? How big was it? It was small. I think it was like four by five or something. It was like a really tiny room, almost okay. a closet. Almost a closet, like a really small okay, room. Okay, so it's just like a little area that, that wasn't, for some reason, on the blueprints. Right. Which doesn't make any sense. I mean, like, what are you <laughs> hiding in there? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that you don't want the world to know. <laughs> Precisely. Okay. Also, on one occasion, George saw a demon with his head blown off. Well, see, which seems um, like an apparition mixing together the demons and yes, the murders. The demons and the murders because they're like, wait, where did the head get off? Did the it's like they're trying to figure out yes. how these people died. <laughs> they're like, I don't remember. How Just can we scare no you to the best of our ability? Yes, no head will make it look like a shotgun shot because I don't remember if one of their heads got missing or something. <laughs> so it sounds like a shoddy job, but I'm sure it was terrifying. Yeah. Oh my God. I would no. not be okay with that. Oh my God, like Sixth Sense style. Do you remember that scene? Have you seen that movie? Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. With one time little my brother saw that movie like... and he wouldn't shower for a week. <gasps> and I don't I know why, because there's nothing to do with a shower in no, that movie. No, absolutely Like he didn't not. see Psycho. He saw The Sixth Sense and then he wouldn't take a shower. <laughs> Interesting. I've seen this, that psycho scene like seven million times and I'm still, I mean, I still shower. You know? Yeah, but that wasn't even the movie. There's nothing to do with the no, shower. Absolutely. But he not. refused to shower. Interesting. Oh, you've told me about this. It's so and then weird. we had to let, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeke's weird. a scaredy cat, though. Ah. <laughs> Zeke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. The little boy with the, like the shotgun. Yes. His yes. head. Yeah, it's like that style. I wish I could see dead people. I was obsessed I with that show, Ghost that. Hunter. Not Ghost Hunter, sorry, Ghost Whisperer. Oh, yeah. I loved that show when I was, that like, was a, great a child. Show. 
Melissa Joan Hart. Is that her name? Nope. No. Je- Jennifer, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Whatever. Melissa Joan Hart is, <laughs> is Sabrina the Sabrina. Teenage Witch. <laughs> yep. Good show. Good show. I think it's on Netflix. Is it? I don't know. I remember watching it on Netflix. Hmm. And I watched up until that one plane crash. And then I got mad because her friend was like my favorite character. And then she died. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Ghost Whisperer. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about Sabrina the Teenage Witch no. still. No, you're talking about Ghost Whisperer. That's what we yes, were talking that about. That is a bummer. That, <laughs> but then her but then her friend saw her as a ghost and, yeah. and she was like, Oh, you're okay. And then she was like, No, I'm a ghost. It's like I'm a But ghost. then she but like on if I told you that I could talk to dead people and you probably wouldn't actually believe me, but then you died and then you were like, Hello, and I said hello back, you'd be like, Oh my, oh god, my god, you can. You're <gasps> what? Like yeah. even if you believed me, you know, but there's yeah. all, there's probably always that doubt. Doubt, yeah. Yeah, no, I'd have to have you prove it somehow. But then remember that one time that her husband died and then he jumped into another body? Yes. Oh my god, that was so her weird. Her husband was so hot. So hot. How did they afford that house though? Antique store owner fireman. Not town was so work. cute too. So cute. It was like <laughs> not gonna work. No, it had to be haunted. <laughs> That's what it was. They Probably. got it for eighty thousand dollars. She's like, I can talk all these ghosts into the light. It's yes, fine. It's totally good. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you would not make it to your class on time. Nope. Okay, so because you're gonna have a lot to say about mine too. Okay, anyway. Oh, good. Okay, <laughs> so um, their daughter Missy. Had an imaginary friend named Jody. Nope. And it was a demon pig with glowing eyes. A pig? Yeah, and I don't know where the is there any significance about a pig? Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird that it's a pig. But yeah, it, no, that's weird. But it's almost so weird that it's kind of believable. Yeah. Like see, where would you come up with that? I don't know. It's almost it's like, like so bizarre that I believe it. Yeah, because it's first of all, it's very specific. If you wanted to make it up, you could just be like the daughter of the DeFeo family is her yeah, imaginary friend, her imaginary which friend. is what they do in the the remake movie. But okay. the I mean, they in real life say that it was a demon pig with glowing eyes, and the dad and the mom saw the pig on two, or at least saw its glowing eyes on two separate occasions. Mm. So the mom's like wasn't that memorable, but the dad's he. Was so he would wake up all the time and go outside, and I think it was around Christmas. He was outside, and he looked up at that one of those windows that looks like the eyes of the house, Mm -hmm. and he saw Missy standing in the window and Mm -hmm. the glowing eyes behind her. So he like ran upstairs, and she was fast asleep in her bed, and her tiny rocking chair was swaying. Nope. No. 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 Absolutely not. That's not. That's not cool. And then another thing that oh my God, this little girl this, like gives me goosebumps. Okay. This little girl would sing all, all the time when she was in her room, but okay. the second she would walk out of her room, she would stop singing almost like mid sentence. Like it would just completely stop. And then when she walked Fuck. back in, she would instantly start singing again, which is really weird. What would she say? Do you know, or was it just like nursery rhymes, or I don't know. That's terrifying. Okay. But again, I believe kids and dogs. Yeah, because they're so pure they can see ghosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have You know what? Cats probably aren't pure enough to see ghosts. I don't think so. See, I said cats. I feel like they are demons. Probably. Have you ever so... read that book that's like your cat is plotting to kill you and you take the <laughs> test? No. Ringo scored like a ninety. 
it's like it'll be like do they sit on your chest when you're asleep and you're like yeah and yeah. it's like that's them trying to smother you or like yikes it's like different ex- explanations for common cat behaviors it's funny interesting well pip once like bit at my eyeball but he's a kitty but he's a baby yeah so i put him on the ground and i like flicked his ear and said no and then he went away <laughs> <laughs> he's pretty cute he's so cute um okay then, this is weird, George started to resemble Ronnie in the fact that he would he was, like, growing out his hair and his facial hair in the same way, like the, but, like, unknowingly, and then he realized what he was doing. Like, he didn't do it on purpose. Right. It was just kind of, like, happening. It just kind of happened, and then he was like, oh. And then he would started frequenting the bar that Ronnie was a regular at in town. That's terrifying. I know. It's almost like they're like trying to doctor him into yes, another which is Ronnie. Really, what the storyline is in the remake in the original, it it hints at it in the way that it really happened. Mm-hmm. But in the, we'll talk about the movies later. But I don't want to get into that now. I have mm-hmm. to tell you okay. about Ed and Lorraine Warren, our yes, favorite yes. ghost hunters. Yes, they probably don't like to be called that. They probably, probably be not called like paranormal experts they're both or something. Dead, so I don't really think it matters. But if they say something's haunted, I believe them. Yeah, they are pretty convincing. They're really believable. So, and their little demon room, fucking terrifying. Yes. And did you ever read that story where the there's this guy went into that room because they have a room in their house where they take like it's almost like they take a memento from every house. Like the Annabelle doll is in Mm -hmm. there, and this guy you can like tour their house like a museum kind of. Yeah. And. They were really serious about do not touch anything in that room. And this guy touched, I think it was the Annabelle doll or something. And then he left and he died on his way home. That's fun. And he was apparently being like an asshole kind of jerk and mocking everything. No, I don't want to go in that house. I don't know if I remember those details correctly, but something to that effect happened. I don't want to go in that house. No, thank you. I would go in that house. I would absolutely not do that. I don't know. I have like this weird fear that I would be susceptible to a haunting. Do you? Yeah, because I've always been terrified of that stuff. And um, when I was little, I used to see oh, yeah. that thing. The nun. Yeah, the creepy thing in my room. And, like, I don't think anybody died in there, but my sister and I had the same experiences of something in there. And then my sister used to sleep. But did it try to do anything to you? No, it was just there. But it's not scary. It's I know. Scary. It was Chilling. just there. And I don't know what it was or like if it was just me being like a hyperactive kid. But it happened when I was younger and I've always been uncomfortable sleeping in that room. I mean, I still sleep in there, but like I'm a grown up <laughs> and I am not really like terrified of it anymore. Um, but it was just interesting when my sister and I finally like exchanged stories about it because she actually had an incident where she woke up screaming bloody murder and she actually fell off of her bed and shattered this mirror thing that was right by her bed because like it was the scariest thing in the entire world. Cause her, so my room's here and then her room is like parallel to mine, um, it was so fun. I just heard her scream, and I was like, she's dead. And I didn't do anything for two seconds. I, like, oh, hesitated. Is this the story yes. where your yeah. brother comes out with, like, yes. a gun or something? Yes. My brother, so my brother has a, a shotgun that he keeps underneath his bed. He bought it when he turned 18. He was really excited about it. And um, he... Oh, so this is when you guys are, like, grown up. Yeah. This was a, this was only a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. 
This was maybe like a year and a half ago. And Claire felt bad because she hesitated. Because I hesitated. <laughs> I did. I felt terrible because I was like, save yourself. I, apparently, yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> I, um, but yeah, I was like, oh my God. Because it was the loudest, most terrifying scream I think I've ever heard in my life. And she just, she literally like fell out of the bed. It was nuts. That is so weird. Yeah, and you she doesn't remember what happened. Heroes end up getting killed too. So yeah, you're not wrong. Exactly. So I'm just gonna stay in my room <laughs> with my dog and let them die. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I would. I would obviously have like go out and like call the police or whatever. But um, yeah. She said that afterwards. She was like, I don't remember everything, but she has a window. That faces um, the like east side of our house, and her bed is like bumped up next to it. And she said that she saw a figure, and the her window was open, and the door, like the not the door, the curtain was like blowing, and there was a face right there. It's like cool, awesome. Our house is haunted. Yep, probably. Yeah. And my friend, well, um, her friend Morgan, who has like weird, uh, like apparently has like psychic whatever she wouldn't go in our basement because she was terrified of our basement like she would go in there but there was one particular room that um my mom turned into a quilting room that she hated. oh my god don't turn anything into a room, room without hobby like sewing or quilting it will yeah. be haunted yeah so and the person who lived in there before was a bachelor and nobody knew anything about him and he just lived there alone with his ginormous dog was he or did he have a family that he murdered in there and pretended to be a bachelor i don't I don't know. Because why would you need that big of a house? Exactly. I don't know. There was There's five rooms in that house, and there's, no, there's four rooms upstairs, and then a huge, like, set, there's it's three fucking stories. You don't need that much space as a grown-ass mm-hmm. man without a family. We should investigate this. Yeah, I don't know who he is. My parents met him, said that he was really, really nice, but... So was Ted Bundy's. So oh, my know. God. I almost said those exact words. <laughs> really? That is so weird. Oh, my God. I almost so said insane. so was Ted Bundy, but then I was like, she's going to say it. And then you did say it. <laughs> and then I did. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. This is taking forever. <laughs> Here's my life story, you guys. Okay. <laughs> We're not editing this. <laughs> I'm not listening to this again. This is just going to be what it is. Yeah, okay. it is. <laughs> what did I say? Oh, okay. Yeah. So... Ed and Lorraine Warren, who, if you don't know who they are, they are pretty much the most famous paranormal investigators. They're a couple. They're so cute. So cute. And they visit the house 20 days after the Lutz family moves out. Also, forgot to tell you. Okay. I completely skipped a really mm-hmm. big part of the story. How didn't I? dare Whoops. you? Okay, let's back up. Okay. So, on January 8th, they move in in December. Okay. On January 8th. Kathy and George perform their own blessing of the house. Okay. And they hear voices saying, will you stop? Mm, That is keywords for uh, leave the house. Will you stop? Move out (laughs) of the house. Like, that's not a nice way to say. No. Will you stop? But it also also (laughs) is kind of like, yeah, right. It's like, will you stop? Will you stop it? Stop. Just like this really sassy ghost. It could be like, please leave. Yeah. It's like, that would be nice. It's like, um, that hurts me. Stop sprinkling holy water on me. It's like, it's burning me. I'm a demon. It's not fun for me. Okay. You don't, you can't hear me, but I'm in pain. Um, 
Yeah, but that's also like a signal of like, don't stop because it's obviously working. True, true. Yes, don't stop. Like, and there's always, there's like, if you watch. They're going to resist it. Yeah, right. (laughs) If you watch like the BuzzFeed Unsolved stuff, there's like the, they went and talked to a priest and he was like, do not be afraid. Don't confront it. Don't do anything. Just don't be afraid. Keep doing what you're doing. So that's like the mentality they probably should have had. It's like, don't be afraid. Just keep doing it <laughs> well they stopped because they well, got freaked go. out of course i mean like that would freak out anybody i would get freaked out yeah but then a couple days later they try it again right and this would be the final night the lutz family would stay in that house okay they've never told anyone the details of that night because it's too frightening and they don't want to repeat it oh my god they just all people know is that they attempted another blessing that night Something happened. They got their whole family left, and they sent a mover back to get a couple of their things. Yo. Like, they're, I'm, I'm assuming it was, like, photos or something. Like, they didn't get everything. hmm And then they never went back, and they moved to California. Cool. All the way as far away as you could. Across the country. <laughs> right? That's amazing. So, in September of 1977—oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's. I keep forgetting Ed and Lorraine. Okay, <laughs> so before we talk about the book, mm-hmm. so Ed and Lorraine Warren go to the house. They, you know how they always do research on like what mm-hmm. could be happening in this house right. because a good paranormal investigator will try to disprove yes. what it is. Yeah, and, and we've both talked to paranormal investigators before. We have. We yeah. both done. I did an article on. I've done two actually for two different publications one here mm-hmm. and then one back home when I worked for that magazine mm-hmm. and she was actually this was not very journalistically ethical she was my <laughs> friend's mom uh-huh or my brother's friend who was like our family friend's mom yeah she sent me a graduation card that's so cute I love her back. um <laughs> uh, she is a paranormal investigator and she told me that she's Never seen evidence of a ghost that, like, they what they try to do is go in and disprove, try to say, like, mm-hmm. oh, this could be it's like a this could be dust in the light, or yeah. this could be like whatever it is, and that she's never seen actual evidence of, of a ghosts, ghost. and yeah. that like she has personal experiences with it that got her interested in it, but that she's never she doesn't believe in them because she's never seen evidence of it, right? Yeah, and that's what the guy that I interviewed also said he was like if there was proof of an actual ghost that existed then religion would completely topple because someone is wrong yeah so that would be i don't think it would topple i think they'd be like you're lying yeah exactly there would be like i mean if evolution is not gonna topple religion right then it's ghosts aren't true (laughs) evolution yeah evolution was like evolution is supported by a lot of religions yeah, but it's like a weird, it's weird. It's not a, the crossover doesn't make sense. Unless, I mean, no. I guess I don't know a whole lot about that, so I shouldn't say it doesn't make sense, but I don't picture it making a whole lot of sense. But religion no. doesn't make sense to me, so that's not going to, the yeah. ghosts are the, my love for ghosts and my longing to believe in them <laughs> is the only reason I'm not a full atheist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I Yeah. And plus your rationale about, like, you can't hypocrisy. Fully, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you can't. There's no proof that nothing's there, but there's also no proof that something's there. Yeah. So that would be so rude if you said that. Yeah. What is this? An hour and seventeen minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So they do research on the house, and they also 
recognize the negative energy from the Native Americans who were slaughtered there. But then they also learn about this guy named John Ketchum, who practiced black practiced black magic in the early 1920s in this home, which could maybe have something to do with that room or mm-hmm. something like that. He was just this really creepy guy. And in the movie, they really sensationalize it and say that voices were saying, catch him, kill him. Okay. <laughs> and that this ghost is also in on it. So now we have Native American ghosts, we have a black magic ghost, and we have demons. Demons. So that's so it's many like a lot things. going on in this yeah. house. That's just a cocktail for disaster. And the most significant thing from Ed and Lorraine Warren's visit is that they capture a photo of a little demon ghost with glowing eyes. I don't want to see that photo. You don't? Are you sure? Is it really creepy? I mean, yeah, it's a little demon ghost. Yeah, but, like, how creepy is it? Like, is it creepy, like, old Victorian ghost pictures? Or is it creepy, like, this looks legit? No, please don't tell me. (laughs) She closed her eyes. (laughs) Okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. That's a photo, though. (laughs) Wait, let me see it. Let me see it. Give it to me. And this is in, like, the 1970s, so they're not altering this photo a whole lot. I can't imagine. Yeah, no. That looks like a legit face. And it's like blocking the like part of the curtain behind it. So it looks like a solid thing. <sighs> but like his head also looks like it's not half there. Well, you it's, are it's an apparition. Creepy. Okay, give me back because I need to read. Okay. <laughs> it also looks like it's wearing PJs. Like the patterned thing yeah, on it. Does. it it's, that looks that's terrifying. And his eyes are his eyes are just like little holes that are glowing. Yeah. I don't like that so, that much. Okay, so the... And plus, there's no little boys running around that house. Creepy. Right? Yeah. And I can't imagine they had kids in there when they were doing this. Yeah, and like, I so believe we're going to a little Lorraine. boy. Yeah. They are genuine people. They seem genuine. I don't know. There's like a... There were a few people after like the Codring movies came out and after... Uh, Lorraine died. There were a couple of people that came forward. They're like, they're hoaxes and this isn't real or whatever. But they were like the only two exorcists for, that were like supported by the Catholic Church or something weird like that. I don't even remember. But I don't know. I believe in them. Me too. Because I want to believe in ghosts. I, I do too. I don't like, even care. <laughs> whatever. I'm going to be inconsistent and drop all logic to believe in this one thing because it's interesting. Absolutely. Also, the whole time we've been talking, that light keeps blinking. What is that? What light? Up there. Where? Right there. Where? Oh. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. Wait, be quiet for a second. It's noticing sound. See, it's only blinking when we're talking. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I bet that it has to do with the recording light out there. Probably. This says recording. Don't come in here. Oh, neat. Because I've always wondered where that light switch is. (laughs) <laughs> right okay wait let's be quiet again yeah that's what that is yeah that's totally what it is anyway <laughs> cool. I like how you never noticed that no before. I've never noticed that before and I we're look, talking I feel like I look up there every once in a while when you talk about ghosts you start to notice a lot yeah. more stuff it's like oh my god <laughs> reflections and everything yes <laughs> okay yeah okay so in 1976 okay so like a year after nope, I'm nope hang okay. on okay <laughs> I really wrote this out of order because I was trying to finish really quickly. Um, Okay. In September of 1977, so this is a year after they move out of the house, Mm -hmm. 
Author Jay Anson publishes the book that I got most of this from called The Amityville Horror, which there is then a movie based off of and then remake mm-hmm. after remake after remake. Right. And it is based on 48 not 48, 45, <laughs> 48 just comes out of my mouth, 45 hours of recorded recollections from the Lutz family. Mm-hmm. This same year is when the Enfield poltergeist occurs, which is the basis for The Conjuring 2. Yes. And you're right that the opening scene of that movie is the Amityville horror scene because it is depicting how Lorraine Warren, she was like a medium, so it would really affect her physically when there would be a strong presence. And she was taking some time off of paranormal investigation because it was affecting her physically from the Amityville Horror House. She right. the the spirits in that house were so strong that it mm-hmm. like made her Followed sick. Her. Yeah. Yep. That's but creepy. The Enfield Poltergeist is another one of those stories that people really believe is a hoax. And that's in England, right? Yes, it's in England. And there's a famous photo from that poltergeist of a little kid levitating. Yeah. But it literally looks like she's jumping off of her bed. Mm -hmm. And it's not that creepy. But no, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I wasn't there. (laughs) I cannot say whether or not she was levitating or jumping. Right. But this was the same year that. This book was published and that Amityville Horror was becoming popular. So that could be some inspiration for someone to fabricate a a poltergeist. So Yeah. And they have that recording of that little girl making all those weird demon-y voices and stuff, Mm -hmm. which is also creepy. That is really creepy. I did not (gasps) enjoy that. Yeah. That movie's actually kind of good. I liked The Conjuring, I love The Conjuring movies. I love both of them. Mm -hmm. They're really good. But I... And I, I feel like I'm a scary movie expert, so I feel like yeah. people should believe me because I've seen <laughs> so many scary upwards movies. of 100. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of scary movies. What's your favorite scary movie? <gasps> What's your favorite scary movie? That's funny. From Scream. <laughs> oh, LOL. Yes. At least I'm not talking to you on the phone, and at least you're not going to kill me. What's your favorite scary movie? And at movie? least I'm not Drew Barrymore. Um, my favorite scary movie? Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I really loved The Conjuring 2. The Conjuring 2? Yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was creepy. I thought it was done really well. I thought the storytelling was really good. Um, And I didn't think, like, I'm not a big fan of those stupid movies that just have, like, slasher stuff all over the place because it's not fun and it's not terrifying when it's just, like, a chainsaw guy chasing you around and you're just, like, a hot girl, you know? I'd rather have, like a story behind it with, like, a family that's affected, and I like the real tie-in, um, and the music is so terrifying. It's so scary. That is true. So, that is a good movie. Yeah, I think that's probably one of my favorites. What's your favorite scary movie? I don't know, because there's just, like, categories. Like, if we're talking right. slasher, just for, like, I just want to have a fun night watching, like, a scary, yeah. just, like, jump scare kind of movie, not, uh-huh. like, I want to be terrorized. Yeah. Then Halloween is my favorite movie. Oh, You yeah. didn't like that movie. I wasn't, su- I don't know. I think it was just like when I watched it and the movies that I've already seen that are scary. And that it's one's kind of like. It's not a scary movie. It's just like a, it, you can almost yeah. like sit and watch it and have a conversation at the mm-hmm. same time. Like, I think we yeah. were doing our nails or something like that I when we watched what, it. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. had a total cliche slumber party. Absolutely. And watched that movie. So that's mm-hmm. kind of good for that. I also love the Friday the 13th original. Mm-hmm. I just, I love those old franchises. Like I like N- Nightmare on Elm Street too. But um, 
I love The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Great I movie. love that movie because it has a court, has like a lot of court scenes in it. Yes, so good. And it's based on a real story mm-hmm. and it's really creepy. So if you want to be genuinely like afraid, yeah, I would say that movie, someone just screamed outside. That was terrifying. Oh my God. Should we go check? <laughs> Yes, your plastic water bottle is really going to kill someone. Yeah. it'll At least it's a weapon. It's just one scream. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. There's people here, so. I also really love The Shining, though. The Shining is great. a massive poster in my bedroom yes. of The Shining. Oh, my God. I had, um, I the first time I watched The Shining, I was in the dorm room in Allison Hall, and we ordered pizza, and we all sat around my computer and watched it. Cute. Yeah, it was so cute. Me and Kaylin watch it every time it snows. That's really cute. I Not like every that. time it snows, but like when we lived in Oklahoma, we did because it didn't snow there mm-hmm. every day. Now that we live in right. Colorado, it's a different excessive. story. Yeah. Okay. The other night, I was out in um, Estes Park with Zoe. Uh-huh. And if you don't know, the Stanley Hotel, which The Shining is based on, is in Estes Park, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And we met this couple, and they were so fun, so we were like, hang out with us. Yeah. And he looked like a young Jack Nicholson, and I told him that. And then when we <gasps> left, and he was staying at the Stanley. Oh, my God. And when we left, I thought it would be funny to say, I was like, have a fun rest of your trip. Like, I hope you don't murder your whole family. <laughs> Did you actually say that? Yes, to him? and he thought it was funny. Oh, good. I'm but, like, sure he did. Zoe looked mortified. <laughs> she was like, "That's inappropriate," and I was like, "This is hilarious." It's and like, he's gonna I think it's funny. Don't know what you're talking. But he about. was like a funny person, so he thought it was funny. Yeah. But if it had been someone else, it would have been like awkward. It would have been really awkward. <laughs> you're foiling my plan. Does here. anyone else let us know if you make murder-related jokes in inappropriate in, settings? Because I do that too. I do that as well. While. Like the last time I was in, the time before that, that I was in Estes Park, there was these guys trying to give Zoe and me a ride back to oh, where we were yeah. staying and they're being really aggressive about it. And yes. I was like, no, thank you. And they were like, no, no, no. Like, we just want to make sure you're okay. And I was like, you're coming off like a murderer. Yes. And he, and this guy pulled out a photo of his daughter and was like, I'm not a murderer. Like I have a little kid. And I was like, the Golden State Killer out Blow like I like yeah, list yeah, off yeah. all these killers with kids, mm-hmm. and I was like, that was excessive. It's like that's he a lot. probably wasn't trying to murder us. Probably not, but at the same time, like fuck politeness. Yes, my favorite murder. <laughs> oh my gosh! Also, tell us if you're reading Stay, Stay Sexy, Sexy Don't, Don't Get, Get Murdered. Murdered. Please that do. That book is so good. Don't spoil anything so for me yet. I have already read spoiled it. the first two chapters. Yes, it's so annoying. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, don't spoil anything. But tell us what you think of it. I love it. I love it so much. They're amazing writers. And I knew Karen would be a good writer because mm-hmm. obviously, but George is a wonderful writer too. Yeah. Not that I didn't think she would be, but she doesn't have like Karen's a professional writer, mm-hmm. so it's like she's gonna be an amazing writer. But George's yeah. writing is just as good. Yes, yeah, I bet it's hilarious. Oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. What? Okay, hang on. <laughs> so the, we have the book that's oh, the published, book, the book. and then okay. the whole famous thing about the the people in England. Yeah, and that happens the same year, so a little a little mm-hmm. iffy. Yeah. Okay, so this is a fun fact. <laughs> so Butch DeFeo's Butch, sorry, his name is Ronnie. I copy and pasted this, obviously. He went by Butch also, okay. but I didn't want to say Butch for a whole hour, so I just decided That's to call him Ronnie. Good. Yeah. So Ronnie DeFeo's lawyer, the defense attorney, mm-hmm. William Weber, um, he later came out and said that he and the Lutz family fabricated the entire Amityville horror oh, no. over a bottle of wine in hopes of gaining a new trial for his client. Oh. But. Okay. There is total 
motive to lie. Okay. Because he was going to have a book deal with the Lutz family and they went with someone else. Oh, so interesting. He probably was lying. He might have been lying or he may have been like telling the truth about the whole thing because they were like, book deal and we'll get this guy off and it'll be super great. And then what would be your motivation to get off a guy that murdered his whole family? Right. And also they were in financial turmoil when they moved out of this house because they Mm -hmm. put all of their money. They like they really couldn't afford a house like this. Yeah. And that's that's why when they were looking at it, the the dad was like, "Mm, yeah, we're just going to look at this. Yeah. I'm going to humor you, but there's no way Mm -hmm. we can afford a house. In Amityville. In Amityville, yeah. But then it was $80,000. And, and it was like, perfect. Like, mm, well, let's put everything we have into it because this would be yeah. such a perfect, you know, in the movie, they really played up and it's like, this is the American dream. Like, we yes. have to buy it. We have to do it. Um, So there's really no motivation, I don't think, to move out of your house 28 days after you put all of your life's savings into it. Right. And yeah, like, why? You'd be, you'd be completely financially distraught and then at that point because you wanted to grant a new trial to a family annihilator <laughs> like mm, no I don't know about that yeah that is kind of questionable I do get the book deal though yeah I think he probably was lying <laughs> yeah because this family like was terrorized something happened and, and it's obviously they've come out and said the movies are very very sensationalized yeah the book is even a little sensationalized but like we experienced a haunting and yeah. it scared us so much that we moved mm-hmm. like why would you lie about that they did and they yeah. did get money like royalties from some of the movies and books but not yeah not enough to where it would it would real- be a motivator <laughs> yeah. for lying about this entire th- event yeah and like who could foresee that happening because Amityville Horror is probably, I would say, the most talked about haunted house in America or possibly in the world. You'd probably be right about that. I don't really think you could foresee that happening. Maybe this is why I believe that the Enfield poltergeist could be more of a hoax than Amityville Horror because Mm -hmm. the Enfield family was in a financial situation where they needed money. That's Mm -hmm. proven. That's one of the reasons people think. People think it is a hoax is because they needed money. Mm-hmm. And this was right after they saw the Am- the Lutz family Experience have world, yeah. like everyone in the world paying attention to them because they experienced a haunting. Yep. I, mean, I don't know. But, they, but the Lutz family didn't have a reference for that like the Enfield family did. Right. Like they, they were like one of the there's first. There's no way they could expect it to be that big. Exactly. So I don't think that they would. I think I think that they probably experienced some creepy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, goodbye, we're going to move. And then people took advantage of the story. and Yeah, and then turned it into this whole thing. Right, and I'm not mad about it because it's interesting. No, it is interesting. And I mean, if if their eyewitness accounts say that there's like a creepy demon pig in the house, that's kind of, I don't know. It's just Again, like, though, like, how do you it's make like that terrifying. up? If, yeah, you're just trying to it's think, like, if you're just trying to lie about a haunting, why would you go choose something as bizarre as a demon pig. Yeah, because that's not usually what people would choose for a haunting. No, like I said, the daughter of the DeFeo family is, is friends with our who, daughter. Yeah. Is an imaginary friend. Yeah, that would be the perfect... That would make so much sense. Yeah, that would be the... And it would connect back to all of these other things yeah. that make it even more sensationalized. So the fact that they didn't really see any of the DeFeo family in the house 
makes me feel like it was legit. And a lot of people think that the Amityville horror is based on the haunting of the DeFeo family, that the DeFeo family is what's haunting them. Mm -hmm. But we have the the Native Americans, the Mm -hmm. black magic guy. Like, we have a lot of, there's so much stuff going on that it's so bizarre that it's, almost believable because there's a lot going on that's almost like, well, your story's kind of conflicting. Yeah. There's a lot happening. But at the same time, again, like if they wanted to lie about it, it could their lie could be so much more chill Mm -hmm. (laughs) and assumably more believable. But because of it's just so outlandish that I'm like, no one could make that up. No. And like why would you think to make up these specific things like that is right and they don't unless it was any, just the perfect yeah. storm which yeah could have happened too yeah they were like let's create new things to make it semi-believable but at the same time it's like that wouldn't be effective in the long run the cliches man right Wh- wrapping it all up <laughs> it all comes full circle yes the cliche conversation wasn't even related well now it is but now it is look at that because like cliches are so much easier for people to follow. Yes. Objection relevant and understand. Overruled. Yes. It's oh, it's relevant. My <laughs> God. Absolutely. It is relevant. <laughs> Sustained. Um No overruled because it is relevant. Oh yeah. Overruled. Okay. Okay. So in nineteen seventy-nine, the original movie that you need to watch and you need to stop bringing up Ryan Reynolds when I ask you if you want to watch this movie. Um, came out in 1979 and then they did make a remake in 2005 and there that does star Ryan Reynolds. And the 1979 movie is just much better for several reasons. Mm-hmm. There's one redeeming quality of the 2005 movie that I prefer. Okay. In the 2005 movie, the mom saves everyone like she realizes what's going on and she gets her whole family onto this like little speedboat and they drive away and she yeah. saves everyone but then in the 2000 or in the 1979 movie the dad saves everyone which i just kind of like that the mom saved people in the 2005 one mm-hmm. so i like that part better it's just a fun added detail but everything else about the 2005 movie is inferior so <laughs> <laughs> my main problem with it is in the original story and in the original book and in the original movie, the house is the villain. Like, the house is what's wrong with everyone. Mm -hmm. Is it potentially, is someone possessing George to make him into Mm -hmm. Ronnie DeFeo? There's hints of that, and, like, it's a little piece of the story, but it doesn't really take that and run with it. Whereas in the 2005 movie... Ryan Reynolds' character is 100% the villain, mm-hmm. and it makes him Ronnie DeFeo, and he starts literally, like, domestic violence warrant trigger warning if you're going to watch that movie. He just gets super mean and aggressive towards his family mm. and is yelling at them, and it's this whole time you know that it's the house and that it's, like, it's Ronnie DeFeo going in, like, his spirit going into him and making him want to murder his family. So you know what's going on. Right. But he's being so aggressive to his family. It's literally like you're watching an abusive family situation happening. And it's really uncomfortable. Like, if you had any experiences with with that, I wouldn't watch that movie. Yeah. Like, like, I don't have any, so it was fine. But that would probably bother you a lot if you did. Mm -hmm. It's just too much. And I don't really know why they would choose to make that the focus when that's not even the focus in the original story right and they didn't i mean like was he ever abusive the real guy 
there's no evidence of that. Yeah. So it doesn't that I know of. I mean, that I know of is what yeah. I should say. But nonetheless, like that's not the story. That's not what happened. No, and it doesn't make any sense that he would become abusive because that's not what happened with Ronnie anyway. Like it wasn't. He didn't have a wife. He didn't. You know what I mean? Like, well, he and yeah, and like what it was saying was that the the house was making him super angry at his family. Oh yeah, and, and it was making like channeling him, that. It was making him want to murder them, okay. murder his whole family. And then you're not gonna watch this. I'm gonna tell you what happens. Yeah, they, tell me. It the end. It comes to this like big climax where he's trying to murder them with an axe, and the mom realizes what's going on, so she saves everyone, mm-hmm. and then she like knocks him out. Like there's one point where Ryan Reynolds' character is like, "Shoot me," because he like knows what's going on too, and he can't yeah. control himself, and he's like, "Just kill me." And she's like, "Nobody's dying today," and she like, <laughs> like so cheesy, and then she like hits him with the gun, like knocks him out, and then like drags his body onto the boat and they drive away from the house and he instantly is like is like fine oh, and yeah. she like looks back and he's like don't even look at the house just yeah. drive yeah and then they have like a happy ending and it's really sweet but that's uh-huh. not what happened no. and you've now taken this real person George Lutz and mm-hmm. created this story that's really unfavorable to him yeah it like gives him a bad persona and he's like a lot well I actually think he just died but he <laughs> Was alive when that yeah. movie came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a bummer? Yeah, that would suck. Especially, like, since you've already experienced so many terrible things and you're like, I just want to move on from this. And now you have a film that's depicting you as this abuser and aggressor and, like, an easy, an easily manipulated target for something like that when clearly that's not what happened because he started to figure out mm-hmm. what was going on. He was like, oh, my God, I... Something's weird. Something weird yeah. is happening. Because every time in the movie, every time he would leave the house, he would be like, I feel so much better. Yeah. And then he would go back and he'd be like vomiting and uh-huh. like being like yelling at everyone and acting totally out of character. Like at least it made it where you knew it was the house causing that behavior and it wasn't him. But still, I mean, I'd be really annoyed if someone took a real thing that happened to me and turned it around to make me the bad guy. Exactly. I would just not be cool with that. So that's why I think the 1979 movie is much better. And I honestly think it's scarier. Really? Like, you normally don't... Like, I think horror movies now are much scarier due to technology and Mm -hmm. stuff. But this one, there's something about it that's just... I think it's because it was so fresh. Like, the murder and the haunting, it just happened when this movie was made. So there's something about the acting in it and... Just the whole that's vibe like of relevant. it that's really fresh. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it makes it scarier. So more realistic. I wouldn't watch Ryan Reynolds yell at a bunch of people for two hours if I were you. Yeah, no. It wasn't a bad movie. It's just like not as great. Not as, as the good first as one. the original. Yeah. And it's just like the remake. And then so. there's the argument that both movies in general and the entire discussion about the haunting in general are basically an excuse for Ronnie DeFeo to have murdered his whole family. Yeah, it's a defense mechanism. Yeah, when if we take out the fact that ghosts aren't even proven to be real things, we just have a family annihilator. Yeah, someone who murdered who, his yeah. young siblings and his parents so. without any sort of regret <laughs> or emotion and still fabricated this very elaborate lie about it. Because it, it seems like it was very premeditated because he bought the gun and then he already had this name in mind for who he could say killed his family. And then he had already planned out how he would provide his alibi. So it's pretty tragic, the mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah. So at the end of the day, a whole family got murdered. Yeah. But 
we got a fun ghost story out of it. So, so I mean, that does not justify murder, <laughs> but at least we have that. <laughs> okay. Well, that, so, this was almost two hours long. This was. I'm so sorry. No, I'm not. Sorry. I'm not either because that was fun. <laughs> it and was fun. Thanks for sticking whatever. in with us. Yes. So that's the real story of the Amityville Horror. I would suggest reading that book. It's an old book, but it's a good book. Okay. And it's really good. So read that book. Watch the movie. Watch the movie, the original. Maybe watch the 2005 just to know. But Oh, I yeah. also, I heard that they're making a new one, like another new one. But this wasn't reported by any like reputable websites. Mm-hmm. So I'm not positive. But several websites did say that they like literally just days ago announced that they're going to be in production in the fall for a new Amityville Horror remake. So Yeah, because I thought that they were going to tie it into the new Conjuring series and make it like a Conjuring You would think thing. that they would do that. Because they alluded to it. But then they did the whole Annabelle spinoff and the Nun thing, and those were I not... I liked the Annabelle one. I didn't watch it. I haven't seen it. Because oh. my roommate's name is Annabelle, <laughs> and she doesn't want to see it. And I was like, I respect that. Well, I'll watch it with you. <laughs> okay. I think I thought it was good. But um, the... I don't think that they could make it a full Conjuring movie because the Conjuring franchise was based on Ed, Ed and Lorraine being involved, and they only right. were there for like a day. Exactly, and it was after the fact. They didn't like intervene mid haunting. Yeah, it was or just like, like save them or yeah, anything like so. that. Yeah, so it wouldn't really make. <gasps> oh, sense. Insidious! I love that one too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Back to the favorite. Back to favorite scary movies. Scary I love movies. that one too. Yeah, I haven't seen that one, but I saw the end of it, so I already know what happened. You saw the end of it? Yeah, because I, I don't know what... I think I was watching like a video of like top 10 scary movie endings, and I was like, yes, and one that was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that ruined it for you. Kaylin, yeah. my boyfriend, won't watch that movie. He's terrified of it. He's like really it, yeah. afraid of it. It's so funny. But yeah. I also love the Scream fran- franchise. Scream? Yeah, I've only seen that They're first They're so one. funny. They're like hilarious, but also jump scares. Yeah. It's a good time. The Strangers is good. <gasps> that movie is so okay. I that totally forgot so about that movie. Scary. It took me like so many times to get through that movie, and I'm not really afraid of very many movies. Mm-hmm. But that movie, the way where it's located, it's if you don't know what it's about, it's about this like group of people who just target this family mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere and just murder them for no reason. And then yeah. when they ask why, they say because you were home. Because you and were it's home. Really creepy. Yes. And my house was that same setup, like yep. kind of in the middle of nowhere, but it looks exactly like the same. Running distance of a of a neighbor and like if you scream, they maybe will hear maybe. you. Maybe. But not so close where you feel safe at all. And no. Every time I started watching that movie, I, like, couldn't get through it because it creeped me out so much. Yeah, because it's, like, your house. Yeah, it is. Living kind of in the middle of nowhere is terrifying. Yeah, that's why I always liked living in the suburbs because there was, like, literally house, 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 house. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I would, like, find so many. My house is kind of creepy, and we have a really big barn. And mm-hmm. have you ever seen The Ring? Yeah. Okay, so yes. oh you know my how God. Samara, the little, the... Yes, girl the that comes well, on the TV. Yeah. She has like really long black hair. Uh-huh. Okay, so I usually it was Zeke's job to feed the horses, but I lost a bet to him one time and I had to feed the horses for a week. Mm-hmm. And I watched that movie and I like went to feed the horses and she like lived in a barn when she was alive. Yeah. And then when I was walking out, I saw big, like a chunk of black hair caught, oh, God. In, caught in one of the fences. And at the time I didn't know what it was, but then I thought about it like two minutes later, I realized like, it was a horse's horse hair. hair. Yeah. But it was like really just a long strand of like a chunk of black hair. Oh my God. <laughs> and it creeped me out so much. That makes sense. That movie's creepy, and that horse dies in it. 
Yeah, I don't. That was a and I. That's terrifying. It was like that nighttime when I did that. Freaked me out. The horse jumping off. Oh my god. That's like that's not a scary movie, but it's an entertaining movie. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. <sighs> scary movies. Yep. I love scary movies. So good. You. We have a list that you need to watch because you haven't seen The Exorcist, and that's just kind of a staple. Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. I um, I haven't seen Friday the Thirteenth. Or you won't like that. I, okay, that's Jason, right? Jason Voorhees, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I haven't seen um, Nightmare on Elm Street either. You won't but like Freddy, that either. Freddy Krueger freaked me the fuck out. Like, when I was younger. Cause really? I, yeah, because I knew what it was. Jason also freaked me out because my brother used to have this book called The Monster Book of Monsters. And it was about all of the evil things in, like, literature and film and stuff. That's cool. And, like, Phantom, The Phantom of the Opera was in there. That was the first time that I learned about him. And I was always fascinated by him. And then I learned it was a musical and I fell in love with Broadway. And then uh, Jason was in there. And that one always freaked me out because I also read a an R.L. Stein book about like a little cabin in the woods. Yes. And it was about how like kids would go in there and like dare each other to go in and then they would never come out again. Fucking terrifying. Jason's chilling in there. Yeah, he's chilling in there. And then they also had Freddy Krueger in there and that terrified me with his stupid scissor hands <laughs> so scary that movie though i love those franchises because they're just inner they're just fun to watch mm-hmm. and they both like the nightmare on elm street and the friday the 13th there's like so many of them there's so many like, it's so weird kaylin and i had this one year where we just like were really into it and we uh-huh. watched all of them but they're so stupid yes but they i get, do I feel like, like they progressively ori- get more stupid they do i do like the originals of both though and yeah, there's, I and there's like watch a the teenage OG, but... Johnny Depp in yes. Nightmare on Elm Street. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. He's like the boyfriend of the main girl who. That's awesome. Keeps going to sleep and getting and murdered. Getting murdered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I always. I I know the like famous like tub scene where he like yeah. reaches out. It's so creepy. I mean, also Alfred Hitchcock. If we're gonna. Oh, yeah. If we're gonna say, I mean, I liked Psycho, but I liked The Birds too. My mom's really afraid of that movie. I don't know why. But yeah, the that birds or Psycho? The birds. Yeah. It's creepy. It is kind of creepy. Is did he do The Mist? Did he do the original The Mist? Or is I don't that know. a Stephen King book? I'm not sure on that one. I don't know. That one's kind of scary too. Did you see the new Pet Cemetery? No. I haven't seen it either. I've heard iffy things about it though. Same. Like I'm not sure if it's like good or not. And Me I've neither. always thought it was a weird concept. It is a weird concept. Like it's not that scary. Killer pets. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone on such a rant. Okay. So much. Let us know if you think the Amityville horror story is real. Mm-hmm. Why or why not? Yeah. Tell and us. also tell us what your favorite scary movie is. Yes. I'm actually do. so glad I got to do this one because I've been wanting to do the real story behind the exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. But it's really hard to research because it happened in Germany. Germany. So I've been putting that off, but. Yeah, this but is, this was good. This, this was, was interesting. Similar, kind of. And um, we'll post a picture of the creepy smiling house and <laughs> the weird apparition picture. Yes, and then we will. You can tell us what your favorite horror movie is underneath us. Yes. So yeah, yay! <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for, for listening. listening. Bye. 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 <laughs> okay. Um. So I texted my stepmom, who used to be a realtor. And she, I asked her if you have to tell people 
when you're selling a house to them if there was a murder in the house. Mm -hmm. And she said that it varies by state. But in Texas, where she's a realtor, or I don't know if she's a realtor now. She owns a yoga studio now, so that's pretty cool. So I don't (laughs) know if she's actively doing this. But she said you do have to tell if it is... um, or you don't have to disclose if the death is from natural causes, suicides, or accidents unrelated to the property. So, but she said, so like if a kid like fell into the pool and drowned and had something to do with the structure of the pool, mm-hmm. then you would have to tell them. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that that rule is pretty clear that if someone murders someone, you have to tell. You have to tell them. <laughs> it's. I feel like that's like appropriate to tell the person who's going to be moving into the house, like, hey. I feel like that law, or that, not a law, but, or maybe it's a law, that rule in general yeah. has a slight acknowledgement of the paranormal. I think so, like, too. why else make that a law? Yeah, what's the point of, like, making that a rule for real estate agents other than the possibility that the property could be haunted? Right? Because of angry dead spirits. Because if they didn't exist, then it wouldn't be a problem if there was a murder in the house. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, thanks for listening for real this time. Yeah, seriously, thanks. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs)